1: Another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. We are sitting on episode sixty-two right now. Today is June thirtieth, twenty twenty, and I am your host, Anthony Dietrich. I am joined by the mayor of Danger Bay, my good friend, <laughs> the hardest-working man in Daytona, uh, Kevin Costello. What's up? What's good, dude? Welcome back.
0: Ah, uh, you know it's uh, good to be back. I hit to take a week off, but um, yeah, good to be back uh, in Danger Bay.
1: <laughs> um
0: yeah i'm glad we'll that's gonna be a thing i'm excited yeah, me too i'm excited for your fourth of july weekend coming up gonna be a good weekend and had a uh a fun time watching pocono this past weekend
1: that's that that, that actually is a statement that i can also agree with which is something i didn't think i was gonna say yeah. when this double header was first announced we had a great weekend somehow at Pocono. Maybe it had to do with something with the track being a little slick out there. Maybe it had something to do with the fact that Xfinity put on a great show for us. I, I, trucks too, honestly. We had we had a lot of fun racing this weekend. So let's just start diving right into it, Kevin. What did you think about the doubleheader format? Cause this is the first time NASCAR has done something like this in the same track in the same weekend, back to back days. I. I absolutely love the double header format. I was wrong before
0: thinking that, like, oh, I think certain tracks could host it. I think certain tracks could, and I Mm -hmm. think certain tracks shouldn't. It all really comes down to strategy, because I think that's what made the weekend so much fun, because each race had its own story that plays out. It's not just, all right restart, um, (laughs) run as hard as you can until the caution comes out, all that. There was a lot of moving parts throughout every single race, and yeah, what well, what was supposed to be uh, two races on Saturday and two races on Sunday turn into just a cup race on Saturday, and then a triple header on Sunday was phenomenal <laughs> to watch. I, I, I tuned into FS1 for about 12 trade hours on Sunday and had a blast doing it.
1: Yeah, no, Sunday was definitely a really good day for racing, which, again, at Pocono is something you don't really think about, but the trucks and Xfinity – We're definitely putting on a great show, and we saw the highest of highs with our boy Brandon Jones, and immediately 45 minutes later, got the (laughs) lowest of lows, and we'll get into that. But definitely with Cup Series, I will say this track with this package, it still is a negative effect, but it wasn't as bad, I think, as it could have been. I know that's kind of like, you know, saying like, oh, well, this shit doesn't smell that bad. But definitely with the strategies and everything playing out, it felt, and I know that they said this way too many times, but yeah, it did kind of feel like a road course with these strategies almost counting backwards the laps to when you should be pitting and when things can play out. And it did end up affecting both races with the finish, Um, how these different strategies ended up playing out. It was crazy.
0: Yeah, I think my favorite thing was that our top two in both races being Denny Hamlin and Kevin Harvick. They were each both days, their crew chiefs called the perfect strategy. Obviously, they had good cars to go mm-hmm. along with it, but just back to back days, even with a field invert, to see those two teams at the top. And it was, it was kind of like a, a heavyweight fight where one round goes to one, another mm-hmm. round goes to another. It was, it was super cool to see. It, it had me wanting a third round, which I guess we're kind of <laughs> getting this weekend at Indy with it yeah. being a similar track. But yeah, I'm, I'm super
1: curious to see how this weekend plays out just because of how Pokemon went. I think that Indy might actually be a little better because we did actually see more maneuvers possible on the front straightaway um, just because it's so long and they were actually get, uh, getting up to speeds of 190. So with Indy being just about, uh, I know it's not as long as the Pocono front stretch, but it is, it, it is a little close. Um, I, I think that we'll probably get some good, hopefully some good slingshot moves coming into the uh, turns one and three. But um, you know, definitely, I, I gotta say, I-, I feel a little bit bad for Eric Almirola because he's been putting himself in great um positions as of lately. I think this is like, I-, I think he has five top fives in a row now, if I recall correctly. I'm looking at it. He finished fifth on Sunday. He he's just been fantastic. And bugger ravage, unfortunately, just kind of cost him on Saturday's race. It felt like.
0: Yeah, I. I- Looking back, I do agree with the call that Bugaravich made because I do think Harvick had the faster car, mm-hmm. um, and I think he was going to get by him. But four tires, especially at the end, if there was a late restart, mm, yeah. um, he would have had the advantage there. So I, I, I agree with the move Bugaravich made. And yeah, now four top fives in a row for Eric Almaro, yeah, four. which is incredible considering that team only had three top five finishes all last year. Um, yeah, I Ever since Bugaravich, went, uh, when he was Tony's crew chief, I was, I was happy because I liked him a lot. And then with Boyer, it never felt like a bad mixture. But I was always kind of like, okay, like I, I it was did
1: in, work. It definitely worked in some regards in twenty eighteen. It, it was just kind
0: of yeah, yeah. It was just kind of meh, like it, it kind of a forgettable uh, crew chief lineup. But yeah, I, I like what Bugger Abbott does on the pit box. And Almirola, I think they're they're two quiet guys. That's the best way I can describe because Boyer's <laughs> obviously. A loud guy, so I didn't feel that they had the best, uh, just personal dynamic there. But I think mm-hmm. they both uh complement each other well now with Almorola and Buggy, as they call them.
1: Were you um, did you get to watch any of the rain delay uh radioactives? We got like six Talladega races in a row,
0: yeah. You know, whenever there's a rain delay, I'm be real, I tune off the TV because, yeah, same,
1: but <laughs>
0: there's something I did else catch on.
1: one of the radioactives for 2017 <laughs> fall race, and that's when Boyer got into it with Buggy. And oh. I mean, that, yeah, I don't know. Did you ever see that one? Was that at the fall race at Talladega? Yeah, the 2017 that Keslowski one where everyone yeah, just see,
0: kept wrecking. See, someone who was there at the race doesn't need to yeah. see radioactive when I see it in real life. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, uh, um, I do remember there being, yeah, sometimes it's it's always so awkward when there's internal beef between crew chiefs because it's yeah. just like no one benefits from the situation. It was kind of like the whole uh, Corey Joy, Denny Hamlin. Like no one came out of that argument looking better it was no. kind of just awkward for both sides yeah no for sure for sure but um let's yeah, move back s- to the oh yeah sorry, i was gonna we'll... say like speaking of denny hamlin what a what a weekend for him now a 41 yeah. time cup winner the mm-hmm. tied tied for all-time winner um at pocono which is pretty yeah, cool to oh, see wow, because yeah. he won his first both his uh is there in his rookie season, all the way 15 years ago now in 2006, which is still crazy still to think most, he's been in
1: there that yeah. long. Still the most recent dominant rookie season I think we've ever seen in the last few years, like or in recent memory. Obviously, no one's had more than one win, and all, both of those wins for rookies were well, no, I guess Juan Pablo Montoya, but Logano and Busher were not really legitimized by the fact they were both shortened by fog and rain. Yeah, the, like the to straight up beat someone. I guess
0: yeah, with Montoya and everything. That's a road course. We all know who is good, but like the yeah, we, the last yeah, Formula 1 drivers
1: probably going to do well there. <laughs> yeah.
0: But like the last up and coming guy to win a normal race per se, yeah, all the <laughs> way 15 years ago. And I think we could get one this year cuz the rookies are
1: turning sure. a little bit better, but yeah, it's Christopher Bell for sure is looking great. Well, he's and he was good too. on well, Saturday. Yeah, say... well Bell's had some bad luck. I think that Bell is one of the more unluckier rookies, but he does have a great car and, and yeah, Reddick I mean, we know is great.
0: Bell showed what he can do on Saturday with that top five finish. Um mm-hmm. and then obviously had the tire issue on Sunday, which was unfortunate. But yeah, he's he's starting to show speed and then yeah, Reddick's been showing speed this last weekend was rough for him, finishing, I'm pretty sure, outside the top thirty in both races, but um one, that Saturday wreck with Eric Jones was a little bit out of control and that was a hard hit by Jones, which kinda Oh yeah, that was he uh, got airborne
1: get, a little. I wanna get into it. There was a lot of hard hits
0: this weekend. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. Um Pocono I, I mean, definitely moving the wall in does lead to like Rex, especially where that angled wall is off of turn one. It's it's almost like it's just asking to be destroyed or have a car to be destroyed on it it's like that's a very bad angle to be putting that but i mean they figured it was probably safer than putting in the middle of the straightaway someone hits that and bounces right back into traffic I mean, yeah the expanding series especially we saw some really vicious wrecks and then uh, I, I did you see Raphael lassard's wreck uh, i did oh like, um, holy shit just go that run was... straight up into the yeah, wall. yeah that was like, like that was like you never driving
0: straight that. into the wall that was that was rough i was i was worried for him too and he uh yeah that accident reminded me a lot of I want to say it was 2014 at Texas with Dale Jr. where he he barely clipped the grass, but because it had rain mm-hmm. in it, it just destroyed the front end and shot him straight into the wall, and he got yeah. Oh, Lassard's wow. angle that? was so much worse than than Junior's, albeit at a little over speed, but still, yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was rough to
1: watch. Yeah, there was a lot of innocent victims. It felt like in these wrecks, but um, mm-hmm. for some reason, the only thing we saw really in the Cup Series, well. Not just Eric Jones, I guess we could probably talk about what happened on Sunday between um, Blaney and Bush. That was, um, I I mean, I don't even know what to say other than, I guess, Blaney just thought he was, or, who do we blame there? Is Bush to blame for thinking he's clear, or Blaney for getting up into him? Like,
0: Garrett Smithley, unfortunately, struck again.
1: Uh, Oh, no. It was, he was my slow slow. that's that's the only way I can say nice And then didn't have one of his like, cra- firecracker uh, interviews getting just absolutely rowdy. That's shit. that's what he was saying. So like in his interview, he was like, "I'm not even gonna say what happened. We
0: all saw it." And I think everyone took that as, "Oh, we saw Blaney record, But no, it was mm-hmm. he was that closing rate between Blaney and Bush. Blaney couldn't do anything except slam on the brakes, and you're obviously not going to do that. Um, yeah, he just uh-huh. Bush lost so much momentum, and sucks for him. And now it's what 15 races until or that we've had so far 11 until the, the playoffs and Kyle Bush does not have a single playoff point, which is one of it would be one of the craziest things to happen in 2020. If it had not been for, you know, 2020 everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, he's going to make the playoffs. There's no question about that. Yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. crazy to think how he doesn't have a win. I thought for sure Pocono, especially with a double header, if he wasn't running good on Saturday, he could tank for Sunday and have a good um, day there. But now he just, he was he was off or he, he wasn't off but he was just not the the Kyle Bush dominance that we were all expecting
1: yeah i feel like i'm 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 looking it up right now but i Kyle Bush had a similar season it felt like in 2009 where he just wasn't on par oh maybe it wasn't 2009 was it 2012 then he's had seasons where it just feels like he's not on his a game and i i guess 2014 probably is a better example he only had nine top fives is that year um he already has seven so he is at least keeping ground if he's going to score points he's going to be getting it as a top five he has seven top fives and eight top ten so clearly the competitiveness is there he's just hasn't broken through and obviously bad luck seems to be a part of it and i didn't actually know that smithley was more to blame there than blaney because mm. obviously like nascar didn't really bring a lot of camera crew to that to a giant track like pocono so it was a little more difficult and they ended up showing and on multiple occasions they showed that uh fox uh tracks or whatever the hell it's called um the uh, track it looks like race view. view, yeah, 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 I was really because you you saw it multiple times they also did that on Crank it up, and I think the first time like that might have been an accident, but then they were just playing around with us doing it the second and third time, yeah, I don't, I really don't know what happened there, um, it was a little weird, but definitely when I saw it at first, like Blaney's car is inside of Bush's car immediately I'm like, wow, blaney, great job, and then. Now that you mentioned Garrett Smithley, that does make more sense because the Rick Ware cars are just preposterously slow compared to everyone yeah. else, and they definitely lap traffic was was creating a problem. I mean, on Saturday, Harvick almost lost the race because of um, Bubba slowing him down, and obviously, Bubba's going to want to stay in the lead lap. And but this has been a story of the year with this package: is that if you get stuck behind a lap car and you can't get around them, you are inviting second place back. But it seems like second place can never do anything.
0: Yeah, um, it's. Like Saturday, I think if it was the the low downforce package, Hamlin would have gotten by him. It can't use yeah, like there at the bumper with um I think True coming go. off a three yeah. with one to go, and he just yeah lost
1: all that momentum and can never recover. Um, but it, it, the dirty air yeah. just makes the car so freaking tight. And Pocono is not a track you want to be tight on at all. You need that no, drive yeah. off. Yeah, you. I'd I'd rather be loose at Pocono than tight because
0: if you're loose, you can still carry the throttle a little bit and jerk the wheel mm-hmm. and carry the momentum through. But yeah, if you're tight, you got to get out of that throttle. And then especially down turn one, that just kills you.
1: Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. There's a little bit of a, 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 a cock tease, I guess, is the best way to put it uh, at <laughs> the end of race. one, It was still entertaining. Definitely will say it was entertaining watching Hamlin catch up because I knew that something was going to happen, especially considering we've seen the Harvick and Hamlin show a couple of times the last few years. I mean, you remember New Hampshire last year. That was was great. So, and definitely that's not going to be the last time we see those two. I think we found the cream of the crop for 2020 this year.
0: Yeah, Battle of the... I'm not uh, mad about
1: it being Hamlin. (laughs) I mean,
0: yeah, Battle of the H's right now is what I would preview as the championship. Uh, I think Hamlin, yeah, is the number one, has the most playoff points and everything. But Harvick, man, he's, especially lately, he's been showing speed. I mean, he's been, if you think about it, he led at the white flag at Talladega. Mm -hmm. uh, Oh, yeah. One this race on Saturday and then finished second on Sunday. So like, and before he's that, dominated already had... the
1: other races he's won too.
0: Yeah. So he's, he's showing good speed lately. And I, the one thing that scares me about both those teams, especially Hamlin, just because we've seen it in the past, um, peaking too early. Mm-hmm. I think there's a certain level of complacency that sets in at some point. And
1: yeah, especially with how the playoffs are.
0: Yeah, and that'll bite you. I don't think it'll bite you in the round of 16, but round of 12, you look at Talladega and the Robo, and those mm-hmm. are two races where a lot of stuff's out of your control, plus you gotta execute, and yeah, there's, I, I like, you can't ever count someone in until they, until they win, and I guess that's what was the goal of this playoffs, but it, it's like, it's hard to say, oh, yeah, Hamlin's definitely making the final four
1: because you don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. You can't guarantee their spots, but you look at it right now, Hamlin's already got 20 playoff points and Harvick has 15, and that's not counting their stage wins either. I'm just going mm-hmm. straight off wins. So they are sitting prettier than, say, someone like Kyle Busch with no playoff points or a guy like Eric Almarola with only two or, or someone, you know, obviously, who doesn't have as many wins, like a Martin Truex Jr., even, who only somehow still has one win this season. So it's definitely, obviously, no, you can't count your chickens before they hatch. But I'm gonna say these things are cracking already, and definitely, I, I would put ha- ha- uh, excuse me, words <laughs> with H's today. Yeah, Hamlin and Harvick are definitely the favorites to make the championship four right now. If we were betting early, especially Indeed. now that we're halfway through the regular season,
0: more we're than, than halfway, halfway now, mark. we're on yeah, that closing stretch. Just this is that time where TNT would be in their swing uh, – <laughs> like five six years ago and say like, okay the good summer session and then <laughs> when ESPN would
1: take over you're like all right it's be real drop an f bombs, exactly yeah yeah <laughs> good, good oh, the, get some get, get some fuel give me fire give me fucking uh mm-hmm. what it, uh, that it was, yeah. that what I desire <laughs> yes that too but yeah. uh Kevin we got something special for you this weekend we got NBC back in the booth oh. for a oh, yes. one-off week but... oh yes we do yeah it's it's gonna be good to uh
0: to get them back just not only for the quality of the broadcast but uh, i'm a huge fan of the commentators themselves and just yeah. the attention to detail like i i at pocono um i want to say it was last year or maybe it was indie when they were having a similar thing that we saw last weekend and they like followed the blend um of the the pit stops like perfectly and it was yeah. so cool to see like how that that worked and not to say that we didn't have that at Fox, but I I just thought the emphasis was so much bigger on NBC, and it, it feels like they elevate a race to to what it it can be, like the the maximum potential, better than what Fox has been showing. So I I think I do think Fox has done a good job this year, especially considering mm-hmm. everything going on in the world. But yeah, um, no, yeah, they definitely
1: had a lot on their plate. <laughs> it's definitely gonna be a welcome sight to see nbc back yeah especially junior i we we all love junior on this podcast he's he's fantastic i will say i think i figured out jeff gordon's personality i think he's like a camp counselor that has been there too many times now it's like it's still exciting to him but it's not really like as fun for him as it used to be i think that's the best way to describe jeff gordon's personality at this point on the Mm -hmm. broadcasts I, I guess maybe DW really was kind of a little bit of glue. I mean, I'm not gonna say that I miss DW that much because you know having someone just kind of blurt out random shit gets gets old after a while. But definitely they do need a third person Clint Boyer in that booth at some point. So <laughs>
0: that's weird. I heard something right
1: there. What'd you say? <laughs> nothing, man. Nothing. You know, <laughs> speak about speak about Boyer. Holy shit, man! Peak athleticism before that Xfinity race. You saw him jogging there. Oh, that was great
0: and also that what was a beautiful. Freaking photo finish for eighth place between him and bowman coming to the line on sunday i that was one thing that i think fox has improved oh upon this year is they mm-hmm. used to just whenever they crossed the one across the line they'd show it on the camera yeah. for 30 seconds and they were actually showing battle for the finishes which is something nbc does and i was like yes like imagine if they would have missed it on camera we would have never heard mm-hmm. about
1: that bowman fans were very mad online they were just like why not just wreck him at this point if you're just going to bust up the car for an eighth place finish well you know i mean i guess that's just racism yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that
0: statement. I, um. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, obviously Bowman doesn't want the car to get messed up. Hendrick doesn't want the car to get messed up, but Boyer's going for it, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I, make it exciting, give us something yeah. to watch. It, I mean, didn't feel like there was all that much besides the strategy and a couple of wrecks thrown. In.
0: Uh-huh. Um, I agree.
1: Speaking about wrecks, uh, great wreck avoidance by uh, Bubba. I just want. To throw oh that my god! There. Yeah,
0: Dukes of hazard. Yeah, him homie up. was
1: in the air. Yeah, that was
0: awesome. <laughs> that was... I, I I remember back in. I want to say it was 2014 on one of the races, junior one there, that like same thing happened. Someone had to go low and they, they got all four tires off the ground. Cause they had that little drainage uh, yeah. system going on there. And it's bumpy. I'm like, I, I'm almost thinking why is it there on the racing surface? But technically it's not on the racing surface. And it's kind of like, why would someone go there? So we'll put it here, but it, we can show it. We we've seen over the last, how many ever years of the sport that if there's a wall or somewhere on the racetrack, someone will find it eventually. <laughs> true yeah. all
1: right so anything else from cup i, I want to say ricky stenhouse jr I, I the man just doesn't give a fuck about saving fuel at all dude had chances twice this weekend it felt like to at least try and throw in crazy brian patty strategy and was just like 15th is fine yeah 15th work.
0: i mean he's let me check where he is in the standings right now I don't he's, think he's i think 19th or or i can check also he, look yeah. anthony look at that you were right yeah i mean it's got to feel good for him being 15 races through and he's ahead of the guy who replaced him in that car in the 17 it's car he's yeah. right ahead of crest um he's he's only gonna be
1: 13 points but definitely he's gotta
0: feel good i mean he's only 30 points out of the playoffs which is with
1: 11 races left that's not out of the it's question it's better than most positions i think he yeah. finds himself in most seasons i feel like usually he's like 40 to 70 points back needing a win desperately. And now he's going in the Indianapolis being like top 10 might actually really help me, especially considering guys like Tyler Reddick and Eric Jones were having trouble over the weekend. Yeah. And I mean, you look at the point sayings right now, I'm looking at Reddit, um, like De Benedetto's in Boyer's in and Johnson is very much in right now. Like, yeah, I I think Johnson will make it that. Yeah. That battle though. Like
0: I think Tyler out of Eric Jones, um, Austin, Dillon, Tyler, Reddick, Stenhouse, Mm-hmm. I want to say Tyler Reddick's shown the most consistent speed lately, but I think Eric Jones has a higher peak. So it'll be interesting to see where they all end up. Christopher Bell also showing good, but he's all the way back in 25th. He's behind Newman in points still. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, he is. Him and Custer are just vibing back there. But Custer's moved up a little bit with some better finishes. He's, he's ahead of LaJoy, at least. Mm-hmm. I agree. Priest yeah. is. I don't even know what's going on with this season.
0: Yeah, it's been... I felt bad just to wrap up Cops So like with the whole top 20 field invert after Saturday, um, Ryan priest was supposed to lead the field to green yeah. and his team had to change an engine. It's like, well, that kind of defeats the whole purpose. I think of it was it. transmission. One of them. It just, it was, it was one of them. Yeah. unfortunate to see, especially just because not only for sponsors, but leading the field to green on Sunday is such a cool feeling. I bet. And to not be able to do that because of a transmission issue. Yeah. Yeah. I-
1: that sucks. I, um, a couple of shout-outs before we leave. Um, McDowell on Saturday, obviously Sunday was disappointing, but McDowell had a great run on Saturday, once again showing that this is his best season with um, front row right now. He's just been doing fantastic with that team this year and definitely mm-hmm. do not want to take away from his performance. Obviously sucks on Sunday that he got into some shit. Um, I, 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 and I just don't even know how Austin Dillon's in 17th in points. I just I, I, Consistency, baby. Yeah, you do it. Yeah. I got really nothing else other than shouts out to Benedetto. He's been just killing it. That's why he's in the playoffs right now. And uh Yeah. Yeah. I guess um I mean overall I definitely wish the racing was better, but I I mean at least Cup gave us some intrigue with uh with the uh with the strategy. But I will say we definitely need to figure out uh some kind of giant fan system to keep the rain away. Because yes. once again this weekend, uh, Saturday is looking like it might rain. But I mean, I don't have a problem with that if they're going to be racing the road course with the indie cars. Also, you know. <laughs> Simon Pagenaud is licking his lips just so ready. Oh yeah, that. you know it. All right, so let's let let's finish up Pocono. Let's talk about the Xfinity race. Um, what a shit show that was. I I know I tweeted out about with uh, about thirty to go that this race was blackout drunk, and and I think that I I will stand by that the race was blackout drunk
0: both under series races on Saturday were completely blackout drunk. They we both had in both those races we had a lap one crash and then on the very next restart yep. we had another crash. It was just a constant <laughs> shit show which was unfortunate for me as a like a viewer perspective just because, yeah, and for, for the team too but I was just like oh my god like but they both did have pretty good finishes and endings so I'm I'm mm-hmm. content with that at least.
1: Yeah, the racing in both were fantastic. We got last lap passes, essentially, almost on both races. I know, obviously, um, Briscoe got around him with two to go, but it, it was basically like a last-ditch effort on the green-white checker. Mm. And, of course, Brandon Jones being able to just muscle his way around for the win there, that was that was fucking awesome. And then Brandon Jones, like we said earlier, lap one wreck. Yeah, my uh,
0: I don't know if I told you, but my buddy
1: texted uh, Brandon –
0: um, also, shout out to the ambulances in the background right now yeah. at my house. If you can Do, hear that. Doing
1: They're doing their damn
0: yeah. best. Yeah. No, so my buddy texted Brandon saying um, after his win, like, hey, man, like, awesome. Good job. Proud of you. And then after his lap one crash, he was like, dude, you're the unluckiest guy in NASCAR, I swear. And I was like, damn. Oh, that's... man. <laughs> the, the duality of NASCAR, man. It can, yep. The highest of highs, lowest of lows, all in one day. We've it's... seen it before,
1: and we will continue to see it in the future. All three JGR cars, especially considering, like, what happened in the, in the truck race with Kyle Busch's team. Like, obviously, you know, you had Brandon Jones win, but then you had Lasard, like we said, wrecking. Eckes blew a tire into the tunnel turn. Oh, dude, I felt did... so bad. Yeah, poor Eckes. He is going to win a race this season. For sure, he's going to win a race this season. But it, just for that shit to happen, that sucks. But, like, all of JGR and KBM minus Brandon Jones in the truck race basically had issues. I mean, freaking Jones on lap one, Harrison Burton on lap twelve, and then I don't even know what happened between um Riley Herbst and uh Justin Haley there, but NASCAR felt the need to park Haley for two laps, and I, I mean, Kevin, he turned right into him. There's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah, I. He said,
1: "Fuck out of here."
0: I've definitely seen less blatant um wrecks, but not by much. That was. Pretty obvious. He said yeah. he was going to hit the wall and he came down, which was cap. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he he won last week at Talladega, so he doesn't really care yeah there's um, <laughs> no fucks given i don't
1: know if riley hurt if riley did something on track which might be believable or he did something off track to piss off justin but justin was just like nah
0: i'll take this l right now <laughs> yeah i've, I've never sure. i've never gotten the vibe from justin haley that he would just wreck a guy after a minute no definitely not like so i feel like he's a nice guy i'd like to think
1: there was something more than that if
0: not i i do feel a little bit for riley herbst um yeah
1: he's definitely had a lot of unlu- like unlucky moments i think almost every single race he's had an incident like he is kind of xfinity's natalie decker right now yeah um but he still bounced back to finish ninth it's not like he's just crashing and then like 29th is cool like no nah, he did bounce back to finish in ninth so that mm-hmm. that is something yeah but definitely uh definitely one of the more interesting moments of the race it felt like I'm yeah. i'm trying to look at his stats right now to see like what he's done this season and he's he finished second at fontana that was a a good one i, I feel like he still had trouble that race too though <laughs> he I'm he kind of just think. finds himself that was so week. long ago that like now it, it's an attorney yeah. ago he's only had uh four top tens and especially in the 18 car that's not getting the job done i don't even know if he's in playoff contention right now i'm gonna double he check. he is that. by default just because the Xfinity field overall is so yeah weak, but um i'm gonna just double check yeah. real quick okay he oh pff, damn it reddit um he is in 11th okay but mayat snyder actually got himself in apparently daniel hemrick also counts for points then there's brandon brown in 14th so yeah some I... intrigue at the bottom i guess good to see Maya snyder though he and obviously you know it, it's tough for someone who's never raced at pocono but um or at least in xfinity but Maya did great on uh sunday he did yeah
0: he... yeah that was awesome. I was Shit, pulling for him. On. Obviously, I wanted Briscoe to win, but second to that, I was like, "Good for my head.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. What were you gonna say, though? I
0: was gonna say I, I one of our uh, own previous podcasts
1: alumni uh, nice. alumni on this. What a great run on Sunday for Ryan Vargas, dude! What a great run for all of JDM, not yeah. just Vargas. I mean, definitely shouts out Vargas. Like that was freaking awesome to see him running in like fourth place at one point i talked to him after the race he um he uh hit me up on discord or hit a, our group on discord we were talking and he was just like holy shit am i in fourth like and they're just like <laughs> yeah line up there and yep. he was like all right I'll, I'll give it what i got and then, honestly vargas was fantastic like he like knew where to hold his own and one that he's like gonna get past. And he was definitely holding his own against some of the really good regulars in this series. I can't wait to see him get more rides. It's such a damn shame that he hit the wall in the last lap, but like other guys on JDM um Jesse little had his first career top 10, I believe. And mm-hmm. that was fantastic for him. Yeah. You know, I, I was super happy for all of um, JDM there because they definitely needed a win. And I felt like this weekend was like the Daytona 500 for them with all the great uh, performances they put out. Um, yeah, Jesse Little in tenth, uh, Vargas in thirteenth. I know Jeffrey Earnhardt finished in sixteenth, but he was having a really good day, honestly, up until the end. And where's the fourth one? I know there's one more somewhere hidden. BJ. BJ. Yeah. Yeah, BJ so, in fourteenth.
0: For all four cars to finish inside the top sixteen, that is that's Huge Chris for that that's team. Christmas in June for, for yeah. JD Motorsports. And I I really couldn't be happier. What a great group of guys they have on that team mm-hmm. we both got the opportunity to meet a couple of them but it's it's yep. so cool to see what they've uh been able to do obviously with a lot of crash avoidance and stuff out of their yeah. control but i mean hey a race is a race and you finish where you finish and you make yeah. the most of what you can and they certainly did
1: that big one that happened on the um between one and two definitely jdm cars were running right towards that it was like oh god that's yeah a i was moment. scared <laughs> i was like please just back it down and don't get hit from behind from anyone else who doesn't have brakes like holy shit yeah like Um, for vargas
0: to not only keep the car clean to finish inside the top 15 mm -hmm. but just to yeah like like you said on that last restart or whatever it was to line up in the second
1: row how cool (laughs) is that man dude that was awesome and i got my mom rooting for him too like she was watching the race and she was like wow that's it's awesome like he, you know he's even better eight.
0: news just announced uh, a couple of minutes ago on Twitter he will be back in the car officially at Kansas
1: let's month. go yes awesome i didn't see that perfect yep. yep all right when is kansas that one's um next month right or is that in end of july the,
0: yeah end of july it's that's a weird weekend cuz cup is as the um
1: kansas is 723 according to the cup schedule yeah
0: it's that's a thursday night for cup and then Becomes... Oh, yeah, shit it is,
1: yeah, it's that's a weird weekend. <laughs> I love that Reddit has Michigan, Watkins, Glenn, Dover, and Daytona all with question marks, we're still not sure, <laughs> yeah, we're like, maybe I maybe Michigan. So. Right? I think everything should be fine. I know Watkins Glenn, I think uh got a uh some kind of a like they're trying to get a waiver so fans can actually go, which I mean it's upstate New York, so it's not as dense, yeah, but um,
0: it's um so their thing is. Yeah, fans are questionable. Even race teams, though, because I guess they have a uh, a new rule now with um, t- people coming from high-risk states, being, one of them being North Carolina a little bit and all the teams based there. But they gave all the MLB
1: players and everything a waiver,
0: so I don't see yeah, why they the want Yankees to give NASCAR a waiver. Yeah.
1: Well, the Yankees are more the pride of New York, whereas Watkins Glen's like, that does exist in the state, I guess. It, it
0: is indeed in, in the state of New it York. Is.
1: So it is. Yeah. It's a really nice area, apparently. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Finishing up Xfinity at Pocono. Um, definitely the, the battle between Chastain and, and Briscoe was, was top tier, by the way. Like I was, I couldn't believe what I was seeing back and forth between those guys and definitely got a feel for Chastain. I said it last week on the podcast with Matthew, like at some point Chastain's going to win a race. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to win a race in that car uh, this year. It's just a matter of when, and definitely yeah. it felt like Pocono that was it. That was definitely gonna be his first win. But Briscoe, man, I mean, there's a little bit too of sketchiness. Strong, man. <laughs> but there's some sketchiness about what happened. So apparently he pitted um when pit road was closed when he spun out. Because he also blew a tire like Echis and just somehow didn't destroy the car. Mm-hmm. He pitted on when it was not time to pit and actually got an end-of-the-line penalty, but like sixteen cars just let him by and he ended up lining up in like fourteenth. I mean like the
0: those teams chose to do that there's nothing no they definitely chose to do that
1: it is sketch though that that is really allowed like if you get a penalty you have to serve that i feel like like it it just kind of boggles the mind i saw like you know obviously a twitter tinfoil heads talking about it but it was like (laughs) definitely i agree that is sketch like i'm not trying to take away from how good briscoe is for drive. still had to drive through like 15 cars to get to the lead like no doubt in my mind that's still impressive after spinning out you you didn't have new tires but still like definitely some sketchiness going on there but i think that the best explanation i got was that these cars know that they're not going to ever compete with stewart haas when it comes to xfinity packages like exactly they're just not they're just not going to why even waste time and potentially getting into a wreck with a car that's clearly faster that was the best explanation i heard it makes sense just a little bit annoying but i get it i i, I will point out though that briscoe may or may not have an asterisk in my mind on this win but definitely still earned it at the end with that bump and run through the tunnel turn yeah my
0: my philosophy on that is i think we all wish the competition uh, was level was higher but given with what yeah right with given with what they're with what we got um if it's allowed then sure, it's like we all hate team orders and whatever motorsport it may be, especially F one. But it's allowed. I mean, it's they didn't do anything legally wrong, so you you gotta sometimes
1: just kind of accept it being they played by mm-hmm. the rules and good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fair enough. Um Anything? Um, a couple things I want to say. Justin are finishing in 6th place with a broken-ass car. Just absolutely hilarious and speaks volumes of what this Xfinity race was. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was uh, just him and uh, Ryan Sieg both uh, up there at the end with just de- destroyed yeah. cars. Um, I-, I feel terrible for Daniel Hemrick and Austin Sindrick at this point. Um, I feel like Hemrick more than anyone else just because I feel like every single fucking week it's like... Hemrick is just involved in something that's either like just poor timing or just not even his fault. Like I Atlanta or like just huge wreck there freaking, And this week, uh, just another huge wreck at the end costing him a chance or was it Atlanta? No. Yeah, it was. Cause that's when Almond one won yep. mm-hmm. um, Definitely just, I feel terrible for Hemrick. I, 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 it's just, I don't know if the homie's ever going to get a win. Yeah. I,
0: you feel bad but it's kind of one of those things like he's it's racing racing also but he's been in equipment good equipment for the last five years and to still not have a win at a certain point at least for me i know we're getting back on the bully daniel hammock train which i hate (laughs) we have to do every every episode it seems like but like Time, time is running out for him, and if he doesn't start putting that car in victory lane, that might be the end for Daniel Hemmick. And as morbid as it may sound, it's just the harsh reality of
1: competition. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the end for Daniel Hemmick. I mean, AJ Allmendinger's, like, almost 40, and and, and But he's, he's, winning. He's, yeah, exactly. he's winning! Yeah, exactly. He's winning. He's winning now. It, it, yeah. it just takes that breakthrough to get there. I mean, Allmendinger mm-hmm. didn't get that breakthrough until, like, 20, like, I want to say, like, 2011, when he won in Xfinity of Road America, or whenever he he pulled that off. And then he got the win at, um, with JTG in 2014 at Watkins yeah. Glen and finally was a cup winner, yeah. which is still my favorite celebration, I think. Um, <laughs> just, it takes time. It, it, yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. So Hemrick's only 29, only 29. Um, so I, I feel like, yeah, we do bully Hemrick a lot on this podcast, but, yeah. but definitely, uh, yeah, definitely, <laughs> I just kind of, I, it's more about me feeling bad for him. Just like, these he, he, wrecks, man. Just, that was just another incident of, Someone had nowhere to go, got pushed, and there's just nothing that could have been done. It's unfortunate. Yeah. All right, moving on. Oh, okay, yeah, moving on.
0: Yeah, moving on from Pocono. So I have a proposal for a future doubleheader. So we all we I think the general consensus on this podcast and on across social media is that it was a good idea, especially with the field invert. But I think the thing that made it special or at least for Pocono somewhat entertaining um being that there was a lot of strategy involved and my my initial thing with double headers when they were first announced i was like okay what other tracks with two race weekends don't deserve one and i think number one on the list was probably michigan i don't know about you yeah yeah michigan maybe kansas one of them so i used to think michigan was a great candidate for a double header but now that i'm seeing how that race played how these races played out I'm almost thinking Michigan wouldn't work just because you can't pit and not lose a lap there. And I think that was such a big strategy aspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can at Michigan technically, but, it's, like, it has to be, unlikely. like, from
1: the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's basically, like, I think Michigan's a 38-second lap time. Yeah,
0: something like that. Like so you're it it's 40-something
1: and... seconds almost on pit road. Mm-hmm. It, it, if you're, it, and that's implying that you're taking, like, two tires. Like, eh, it's –
0: Exactly. Like what I'm saying is that pit delta um, at Pocono is great enough to where there's a lot of strategy. Yeah. And and it got me thinking, what's a popular racetrack just now with a one day that can offer a lot of strategy? And for me, it was Watkins Glen. Oh, okay. So so you were going to say Indy.
1: No, I. No. I was like, wow. Okay. We're going to. We're really going to give Roger Penske some money. Yeah. No. So hypothetically, what would
0: your. Your stance beyond for for 2021, if they said, okay, we're doing one race weekend at Michigan, and we're giving its other date to
1: Watkins Glen as a doubleheader weekend. What kind of idiot would say no to more road courses? At Thank this you. Point? See, that's like, what I'm on. saying. <laughs> who who yeah. who's saying no to this?
0: And especially, you wouldn't have to deal with any rain fallout from that because they have rain tires. Yeah. I'm just oh. that's such a good like it. Just I I think I saw it on one of uh jeff gluck's article like hypothetically speaking like okay we saw it could work where else could it work as Watkins is on a candidate i'm like you know what that is a good idea like imagine and especially with the rumor that trucks might be there this year um it hasn't God, been that, officially that announced be crazy. hasn't yeah, officially been be announced yeah but uh, imagine and arca runs there too so imagine yeah this practice, practice all day Friday for five races yeah five races um, with four different series, which was originally supposed to be in Pocono, but no threat of weather. You have sellout crowds there at Watkins Glen and cup races on back-to-back days with a field invert and all the strategy that can be played out. I mean, come on,
1: man. <laughs> no, that would be insane. The only yeah. thing I could say, like obviously from a fan, TV, just NASCAR standpoint, that's freaking awesome. But think about the drivers for a second. How challenging that's going to be two days in a row. At Watkins Glen, doing I would presume probably like an eighty lap or in a ninety lap.
0: I'm thinking so that's right going to be tough on them. Right now, that Xfinity race that they have is eighty-two laps, and the Cup race is ninety, which I think is like the closest between. Um, you no, know, for sure, that's that's got to be the closest between the Cup and Xfinity. Yeah. So I'm thinking, what if you put the Cup race that's ninety laps on Saturday, and then make another Cup race on Sunday that's a hundred laps? Okay. Something like that, or do like twin nineties. Well so I feel like they want some the races to be a little bit different. Like Pocono was three twenty five and three fifty. Yeah,
1: here's my thing. I just don't think this is ever gonna work. Just because I mean, I mean, it will work, but I hate stages at road courses. They just fuck everything up. The strategy. Does't seem to matter when you know there's going to be a caution at this I specific mean lap time we maybe. saw strategy at Pocono, so I don't see why like I yeah, but Pocono has was a longer race, and Pocono definitely had longer stages than you would get at Watkins Glen Watkins Glen stages are like what twenty five laps twenty five laps fifty, uh something like that,
0: yeah, and now that they like made that. the
1: stages more like like thirty 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 or forty or something like that, like you know it, it's uh, definitely. I I don't know I I really want I really like the idea it's a great freaking Idea I I, I wish I I, that Would be definitely like an awesome Way like we do want more road Courses we're not sure like if we can Add mid Ohio road America coda But we can do a double header At Watkins Glen I think that's a good Kind of meet at the middle for NASCAR Fans and NASCAR execs but Yeah I mean you get more road Courses
0: yeah you get more value For the fans that sell out that place Every Mm -hmm. year Um, For sure, And at the expense of losing a race weekend in Michigan, no offense, but I think any any reasonable fan in this day and age will say um, Watkins Glen over Michigan. And if it goes down to the point where with the next gen car, high downforce, low downforce, if the if it's if it's a high downforce track that gets cut for the expense of a low downforce track, I don't think anyone's going to
1: disagree. Yeah, no, I can. Yeah. I could probably definitely okay. stand behind that. I think, like again, going back to stages, I freaking love like stage racing. Actually, like I think that it's great for how stupid the playoff system is. In my opinion, like mm-hmm. you definitely need stage racing. You need playoff points. You need all this stuff because you basically create a system where you can just basically, uh, who is it? I don't know. I, I want to say Joe Logano it through the. F- playoffs but that's not even a good terminology but basically you can end up like martin truex jr in 2016 who wins a bunch of races and gets cooked in one one stage and completely boofs it so uh yeah. definitely definitely if they're gonna do this they need to just not have cautions during these stages like this stage happens but there's no caution fucking throw I think... a commercial after it i don't give a fuck just keep the <laughs> race green
0: yeah well i'm i've i've always been pro stages on Road courses, just because yeah, I don't you think it. It I don't think it ruins the race. Like people are like, oh, dude, road courses are ruins. And like looking back since what 2017 when they got implemented, Sonoma's b- definitely been a done. I a dud.
1: I don't think there's any. Yeah, who can uh, Sonoma argue has that. not benefited one bit from these stages.
0: But I don't think Watkins Glen. Or the Roval. And I guess the Roval, we don't know what it would have been like before Stages. We have the Roval, no fucking clue what the, the Roval's Roval been even The has back-to-back is, bangers with Stages. Yeah. And watkins Bend's oh, yeah, good every year with Stages, too. So I'm saying, I don't know why Sonoma's that way and why it's not. Maybe it's because people are just thinking more about points than wins at that point in the season. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely think... I think it could work.
1: And I... No, I think this would be a great idea for NASCAR to implement. Like, I,
0: Yeah, I remember... I know it's I still getting a little bit on top, but We'll get
1: we'll get right into uh, the no right topic. after there's no
0: time. We'll, we'll get right into Indy right after this. But Pockris at the end of uh May or beginning of June said that the twenty twenty one schedule should be out by the end of June and
1: it's uh Oh sick June thirtieth.
0: Uh, okay, so, unless, so uh tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, unless they're planning on dropping it in the next nine hours, I don't think we're getting that uh that schedule.
1: Well, you never know, man. You know, Adam Slern comes over on uh, Twitter yeah. and There it is. Um, (laughs) I I, dude, I don't. I mean, hang on. Um, definitely. uh, You didn't listen to our last episode clearly because you didn't hear me Uh, fucking Methy go on a twenty minute tangent about Star Wars. (laughs) That was uh, that was electric. Um, so indie. (laughs) So indie. I guess we'll go on. We'll we'll move on to indie. So we have a full slate of racing in general this week, and we have Xfinity Cup. IndyCar all at IMS we have expanding IndyCar on the road course and then Mm -hmm. NASCAR on the oval and then we have F1 back in Austria this weekend so we got a lot a lot of racing this is essentially the first full race weekend we've had since last what was it september or october
0: something like that are you are Some- you
1: higher are you higher on f1 now than you were like a couple months ago so we used to uh, kind of joke about f1 like with our f1 minute just kind of being like well lewis hamilton won that's all you yeah know. but now it's kind of like well the season's a little more interesting first I'm of all i kind of will definitely it. <laughs> i think what happened to me is i was shitting on f1 because i wasn't appreciating greatness lewis hamilton is probably the greatest fucking driver of all time like Michael Schumacher is incredible too but Michael Schumacher also drove in a time where it was more about pit strategy than it was actually racing on the track Lewis legitimately in most of these wins has to still fucking get around first place it feels like so definitely Mm -hmm. it's not just Lewis's pit strategy won him the race congrats to Mercedes the car is great but you know we were bored with what we were seeing was greatness I still might get bored watching some of these races but I'm still going to appreciate the greatness I'm seeing and yeah, I, it helps with drive to survive drive to survive has made f1 so much more entertaining now that i see all the internal drama
0: that's what i'm saying man like i was watching um i've been watching drive to survive again lately and like yeah i'm just so freaking hype for this it weekend like so it, pumped. it's so good and I'm, I'm, I'm pop man. It's and back-to-back races at Austria, just because Austria is such a good yeah. track. I know last like,
1: year was probably the best that Austria might've been the best non rain affected race of the season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like my, my buddies who I don't think were big F1 fans, we're, we're all hanging out Saturday night for 4th of July mm-hmm. and then, um, spending that night together and getting up Sunday morning. And they're like, all right, we're getting up for the F1 race at nine. o'clock. Right yeah. And I was like, that's, you're talking dirty to me right now. <laughs>
1: Oh man, dude! I, About to what, put me in a whole ass mood. Fourth of July's on Sunday or Saturday? This Saturday. Week? Oh, dude! Fuck yeah! I'm gonna see if my boys want to watch F1 with me on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, dude! That'd be I, a great weekend. I think it also like Austria definitely benefits from having three DRS zones. I think yeah. that's probably what also makes it so preposterous is that you can get the run coming down the front straightaway you're probably not making that pass going into one but you go up the fucking hill that car oh, yeah. in front of you has to not only go up a hill but is like 10 miles an hour slower than the car behind they're gonna make something happen in that hairpin and then going down the third drs zone it's like that's where i'm <laughs> fucking clearing you
0: yeah like, exactly
1: it's so it's so good i i can't wait and we're getting two of these at Austri- uh, austria australia <clears throat> yeah
0: like i always God. feel like the, the prestige of um, the opening race in F one the last couple of years, like it's awesome because it's like, okay, how is this gonna play out? But then, yeah, Aust- we're gonna get Australia, to the- Australia, the racetrack. It like the environment is great. Oh, I love wonderful. It's awesome, but the, the racetrack itself and the racing there has just kind of been.
1: Met yeah, over the last couple of years it's the not ne- a great racing track per se it's pure racing but definitely there's not a lot of passing zones for an f1 car if i i feel like you put australian supercars on that bitch holy fuck oh yeah yeah oh but my now god you get, and i want to just talk about that later <laughs> yeah now you get the uncertainty with okay
0: who's gonna be good this year and in addition with the opening race at a good racetrack that's been proven mm-hmm.
1: year after year it's i'm i'm on pump for sunday man yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. Um, do you remember Surfers Paradise when Kart or Champ Cart used to race there? I think that might have been before I was born, Anthony. No, they definitely were ra- Oh, my God. They- <laughs> um, no, no, no. They raced there in 2005, for sure. Okay, fair. I yeah, um, do, do not but remember that. definitely um, F1 raced there in like the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I think. I feel like maybe F1 probably might benefit from going back there, but I know it is a street circuits so it's like do we really want more street circuits in F1?
0: no that's what i'm saying like albert park is such a beautiful track um, it is oh god uh, and maybe maybe with their what's their new car called do what they what have do a mean? name for it or is it just like because like we one car? Are, are things like next gen car or it was gen 7 um being a nascar and then their new car it just like i guess the new era or whatever fat
1: slow big tire mobile Yes, that one. So hopefully that'll uh,
0: <laughs> produce better racing um for an opener race. I assume Australia is going to be their opener for I thought
1: they also pushed back that car for a year like NASCAR did. They
0: did. Yeah. That'll be for okay, 2022 yeah, yeah. as well.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll figure that out when we get to that situation, but um mm-hmm. okay, so let's move back to Indy. So let's talk about the Cup race before we keep getting off topic again. Um which I mean there is no t- <laughs> But so we have like i was saying earlier i'm hoping that we get a good race last year it was it was okay i'm pretty harvick won that one right he did i don't remember that
0: race being a bad race but it's like it's one of those races where you like turn off the tv you were like okay like you know decent race but you're not going to go back and rewatch. it was in 2017 correct
1: (laughs) so yeah definitely um you know hoping that we get a 2017 type race uh, would be nice, but definitely, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if we end up with, you know, the the typical indie race, lots of green, long green flag runs, extended, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Not track position, just extended positioning between drivers, and mm-hmm. some 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 kind of jockeying around midfield. You know, that's probably what we're gonna be getting, and a lot yeah. of pit strategy. Hopefully, that would if, the pit strategy would be the best. If anything, yeah, the
0: if there's one good thing that this lower down for us, thing provides and it's such Mm -hmm. like a a stretch to like put it as a as a good thing is that Mm -hmm. while these lap times are slower which technically leads to a bigger pit pit delta opening oh for (laughs) sure so i'm just looking at last year's race for that um but yeah i i mean bubba shot. wallace finished third nationally yeah. last year and he, that team has been better this year so i mean who's to say bubba wallace won the race this week yeah who's to say he's not
1: my dark horse oh uh, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> uh yeah no i mean last year did have a lot of wrecks i mean keselowski almost went over on the tire barrels last year I, I oh that's larson right yeah Lar- yeah larson got into some shit hemrick got into some shit mm-hmm. johnson re- yeah johnson did wreck hard yep um last year that was uh yeah, Eric Jones and Keselowski got into the tire bear- barrels on 48. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe, um, maybe
0: the reason it was so good last year it was because it was that cup um, playoff.
1: Yeah, it was the last year. The and then and it and was Jimmy like, oh, completely it was, cooked
0: his chances there. Yeah, it was like Jimmy versus Ryan Newman. It's like, oh, who's going to get that? And then there was that thought at the end of, this, oh, what if Bubba gets this and just completely spoils it? So there's a lot mm-hmm. that uh, was yeah. in factor last year that won't be
1: in factor this year. But yeah, I'm still I'm actually... For Andy. I'm actually very happy that they moved this race away from, um, you know, obviously mid-August when it is just fucking dry and hot and mm-hmm. miserable to July 4th where it's wet and hot and miserable. So that's a little bit better. Yeah, my, um, my philosophy
0: on the end of the regular season in terms of which race should host that final cutoff race, I we'll actually like goes. I liked Indy as the cutoff race just because there's enough strategy element there to where, like, someone can surprise them. Like, I think Daytona's too far in that direction where, like... like, They're going to
1: fucking destroy each other. Yeah,
0: people are going to tune into a Daytona race or a Talladega race no matter what, just because it's Daytona or Talladega. But for... Like like when it was back at Richmond, it's like okay, we know who's gonna make it because Richmond was not known for a surprise winner. So I think it, I think there's like if
1: hold on there, going hold on, there. going. You did not watch two thousand four clearly when Jeremy Mayfield had no business winning that race, not only winning it but then fucking getting himself into the playoffs due to how many points he had from that win and Elliot Sadler weaseling his way into the playoffs in that at race. This so day shame and on age. you for at forgetting. this day
0: and age is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I might I have still Richmond been in diapers at that for,
1: point. Yeah, Richmond was never really known for, for, <laughs> yeah. uh, for like the win in your in series coming, uh, coming like, in
0: strong. Back to my Watkins Glen thing. Let's say the last weekend <laughs> before the playoffs is a doubleheader at Watkins Glen.
1: I don't think uh. we get any surprise winners, but we will get some surprise racing, if you know what I mean. Oh yeah. Um. Well, shit. I don't yeah. have picks from Alex yet. Uh, I will say that. Um, okay. I mean, so.
0: Yeah, we can give our picks, and then we'll post the full results on uh, Twitter.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll try and do that properly. Um, yeah. So as far as point standings goes, Kevin has done this wild thing where he is not only in first place, but now pulling away from me. Um, I'm a little yeah, I'm devastated. Right. I'm not gonna lie; it's been it's the points has been gradually getting there. He was eight points ahead, then four. Now he then he was ten, and now he's a solid eighteen points ahead of me. I had a <laughs> I had a bad bad weekend well i had a good first race i got 27 points but then alex was just like i'm gonna basically almost break the possible points record and scored 72 breaking his own previous best of 64 points so alex has now again holds the season best 72 points in a single race Mm -hmm. and uh alex has gone from about 150 back to now he is he was sitting 35 back of Kevin and now he's about 58 because Kevin actually, yeah, well he had a bad Sunday. None negative, of us had good negative, weekends. None of Well, except for Alex, like it's still like, yeah, he only got negative eight points on Sunday, but he still scored <laughs> 72. So okay. he still scored 64 points in a whole weekend. Um, I'm looking at this. No one else really even came close to that. Like you were the next closest with scoring the second most points of the weekend. How much and did I score table? S- um what is it? Fifteen plus thirty-three is forty eight. Okay. And Methy and Methy actually may have scored more than you. Methy did. Methy put up fifty. Well, I'm still in the lead, so that's all that. Yeah, made. you're still in the lead. So we have all but Alex's picks this week. Alex is busy. Um let me just write these down. So Kevin, I'll let you, since you're still the leader, I'll let you go first.
0: Yeah. I'll save i will say Methy's uh... picks later.
1: I'm definitely so, not gonna steal your dark horse pick because No, you totally can, I don't care.
0: No, I I think just because Christopher Bell showed showed such a good showing on Saturday and that's with when he was starting thirty fifth. Yeah, by the way, Christopher Bell has the worst luck with that random draw. Let it be now. Yeah, no, um, he really does, he's and he's the he unluckiest is, fucking driver. What, what's more salt in the wound is he is one point away from Ryan Newman in twenty fourth, which means he goes from potentially getting all the way up in thirteenth place to getting all the way back in thirty six. So, I'm still going to go with Chris Bet- or Christopher Bell, considering he finished fourth on that Pocono race on Saturday, which is a wait, similar race track.
1: You're taking Bell as your dark horse. I thought that yeah. we were going to disallow this. No, I nope. said we disallowed this.
0: Oh, are we disallowing it? I Even th- though he's twenty fifth in have- points.
1: Fine. This man's twenty fifth in points. I <sighs> You're whatever your call. He's he is twenty fifth in points, whereas Daniel Hemrick is is almost in the playoffs. So okay, that I'll I'll allow it. Hemrick or Reddick? Bullshit, but I'll allow it. You mean Reddick? What did I say? Hemrick. H- Hemrick. Yeah. Uh, well, you know he's still on my mind because I feel bad. Yeah. For yeah, him. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair, um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with Chris Bell. Fine, whatever. I'm not going to. I am I'm I told Alex he couldn't do that, so now I have to tell Alex, by the way, you can still have Christopher Bell. Okay, okay. Um, I'll, okay, no, no no no, no. I'll, no, no, no. I'll tell no, no, Alex no, no, that he no, can no, still have no, Christopher no. Bell.
0: No, okay. Fair, fair, fair,
1: fair. No, no, you can Fine. have okay. Christopher okay. Bell. Okay.
0: That's all I want. That's all I want.
1: All right. I, you already know who I'm taking. I'm taking Bubba.
0: Yep. Good pick. Great pick. Yeah,
1: it's a fair pick. No. Okay, give me your sleeper.
0: My sleeper for this weekend... Boy. I'm trying to think who's back on Sleeper.
1: Um... I mean, honestly, it could even be Kevin Harvick if you don't feel confident in him. That's, yeah, no, we're not allowing Kevin Harvick as a sleeper. <laughs> he, he, he scores less points. He if Kevin more. Harvick wins as a sleeper, no. you score 25 points. No. If he wins as a favorite, you score 35.
0: You can't pick the defending winner at a racetrack as your sleeper. You unless shouldn't, they, but you unless can. Unless they lose the illegal. ride or something.
1: The only one I think that I think that I have more of a problem with is if you pick, like, a favorite as your Dark Horse, because Dark Horse scores the most points because those drivers stink, usually. No offense to Bubba and Bell. I'm going to stay on brand.
0: You know what? This guy is a true Dark Horse, and he's been running good lately. I'm going to go with Eric Almirola.
1: Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say Eric Jones. Like, I heard (laughs) Eric come out of your mouth. I was like, God damn it, again. (laughs) No, that's a good pick. He actually, four top fives in a row. Not not bad, not bad. Yeah. I don't know what his uh, career best is at Indy, but I, I feel like he's never been a factor, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shy away from him. You that's know, fair. Stuart Haas is, fought, is on fire right now. Um, I'm actually going to go with the all-time winningest driver at Indianapolis in his final. No, second all-time winningest driver <laughs> at, at Indianapolis in his final Brickyard 400. Uh, Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Listen, if there's ever been a track that I think that Jimmy would probably get like his last win at, I either would say Indy or Dover. Now, yeah, obviously, he... he's not been doing great this season, but he's had flashes of brilliance. Indy kind of obviously doesn't really drive like a lot of the tracks that he has led laps at this year, but he's, it's still Jimmy Johnson at his favorite track or one of his favorites.
0: Yeah, I mean, I assume he'll be good. Um, I would be... I mean, last year, obviously, he had a rough finish there. But mm-hmm. I I would be shocked if he didn't get a uh, at least a top 15 result.
1: Yeah. I, w- I would hope for a top five or a win. No one, by the way, no one has won yet picking a sleeper. All of the wins have come from favorites this year. So, you know, if there's ever going to be a weekend, I feel like it might be this. Oh, it's Eric Homero's already winning. Penciled in. All right. All right. Okay. Um, uh, Give me your favorite.
0: My favorite for this weekend, I think it's about damn time um, that he gets his redemption at Indy. I know it's three years in the making, but I think Martin Truex Jr. gets it done this weekend. Okay, Truex. Truex does this thing where like he won't show up for like two weeks, and then he'll just completely dominate a race out of mm-hmm. nowhere. Yeah, and I think he, that's it's it's about that time in the cycle.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely feel like you know he's he has had great cars here at Indy, and just yeah. you know unfortunate luck kind of strikes. Um, I'm going to shy away and I'm going to go with the other guy that was involved in that wreck. And I'm going to say it's about damn time. He gets his first win this season. I got to go with Kyle Busch. I said, I said the summertime is when he's going to get hot. He's going to do exactly what Tony Stewart does and just fucking go off in the summertime. Calling it like 2015. This is the beginning of the reign of Kyle Busch in the summertime. Especially considering the races we're going to after this, it's, so he's uh, like, what you're saying is he's like FSU in 2014, where he's a second half
0: team, second half. Of the he's year.
1: A, he's a, he's a, he's a second half team right there, man. Jimbo Fisher on the on the booth, like, it, it, g- give me Kyle, give Fair. me Kyle. Fair. Uh, man, you you still haven't forgiven Jimbo, have you?
0: Nope. Screw that, man.
1: Okay. Well, you know what? Whatever. Um, uh, Methy has sent me his picks. He has Corey LaJoy as his dark horse. Um he has his sleeper as Clint Boyer. Not not bad, not bad. I don't know Boyer has been sneaky. He's been sneaky top ten. He's not yeah, winning, but he's been sneaky top ten. That's that's about Clint Boyer in a nutshell at his peak. Um and then he's going with his favorite Denny Hamlin, which is a good pick. That's a great I don't pick. know if Denny has ever won I don't think Denny's ever won here, but mm-hmm. definitely uh wouldn't shock me if the hottest driver this year, one of the two, ends up winning. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Harvick versus Hamlin all over again, which I wouldn't be mad at because, like I was saying earlier, it's like that heavyweight fight that I'd be down to watch.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, if the two most exciting drivers this season are, are battling it out, like who's like who wouldn't be excited about right. that? You know, it's, exactly. it's it's the cream of the crop. I'm trying to see if Alex will just text me his picks at any point. Um.
0: Okay. So you want to round out the field? Yeah, let's do it. So as we mentioned earlier, we got um a double header on Saturday, first ever yeah. in motorsports history, I guess, technically. With I don't IndyCar think we've ever
1: had Indy and, and, and NASCAR, NASCAR the same day. If we have, I could believe it was Texas with IndyCar car and trucks.
0: Okay. We can count that as like a I weekend, think that on the happened. same on
1: the same day. Um I don't yeah. know. No, I don't they've... think it's happened on the same day. Yeah. But a road course makes so much more sense than an oval just because of how different the cars would 100%. handle at a road course compared oh, yeah. to a, an oval. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I don't know which one's first, though. That's the thing. I don't know which one's going to go first. The IndyCar race is at noon, I believe. Nice. Okay. And because we'll have noon start times. I think that's also times, a longer race. I think
0: so, too. And noon start times in this day and A, let it be known for the people listening in the back. Noon start times do work. Yes. Um, it can be done. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there
1: To who it may concern Everyone at Fox execs <laughs> Yep 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 <laughs> um, Yeah well we got NBC this weekend We're gonna get Lee Diffie back Um, So it looks like the NASCAR crew Will not actually be there For the weekend but I think the NBC guys Will be, or the, the IndyCar guys Will be yeah, I really it's... don't know how this is working What I read I saw something is... on Reddit about
0: it. What I read is the IndyCar crew Will be there calling I mean that's fair it's an IndyCar guy right? Love um... Lee Diffy. And the cup race won't be there, but someone who will be there is Dale Jarrett, which I thought was a little weird. Considering... No, what? No, yeah, no, that's...
1: he should no. not be there. That's of what, all yeah. the people he should. Not... That's, that's I mean, I <laughs> he's recovered from COVID, I assume. Then Yes, but maybe they're that's like, good. well, because he already had it, he won't get it again. Um, that's also not true but okay <laughs> then
0: i'm just true. saying that's maybe that's what they're thinking
1: they're thinking that dale jared's probably just going to come in there with a superhero cape i just don't want him to get sick again yeah me neither. That's he's a little, a little he's he's getting up there in age and... i had to do a double take when i saw that um, yeah that that one is a kind of a head scratcher but i guess keep dale safe at all costs
0: yeah but um yeah. So the cup race is all the way back at four o'clock on Sunday. <laughs> oh wow. guess we'll, we'll,
1: we'll see you guys on Monday.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the weather last time I checked fuck actually me. did look good for this weekend. It was just hot, which is fair, but I, I four o'clock start time with what the fuck am I going
1: to do for six hours between the F one and the NASCAR? Race?
0: Yeah, that's see my, my plan is on Saturday or Sunday morning, wake up, watch the F one race then probably sober up. And then drive home and watch the uh, the cup race. So I guess that works out for me. But there is no reason this should start all the way back at 4. <laughs> That's
1: I hate, despicable. I, I hate, like, here's been the, my biggest problem with these late start times with NASCAR. I feel like I'm wasting my entire day mm-hmm. sitting there, not only just waiting for, like, these races to fucking start because of yeah. the rain delays, but then just it feels like a, almost a chore because it's, like, almost, like, eight thirty nine at night when these fucking things end, it feels I like. I agree. I agree. It, oh man, I I just I'm I'm baffled with these start times. But if if there's any
0: solace in a 4 p.m. start time, at least we can say the race's official name is the Big Machine Hand Sanitizer 400, powered by Big Machine Records. Is that real? Yes. Oh my god! <laughs>
1: <laughs> they really they, they, wait. Hang on. Where's Florida Georgia Line in this? Yeah, I, know Florida, usually... I, I
0: there must have been a breach of contract there
1: they. Oh no my god! Gonna... How could they? yep yep oh wow i i just uh indy, indy does always get the most interesting names for their race i i just missed the brickyard 400 yeah I, it was just the brickyard the only one that i can remember sticking is like the
0: all-state 400 oh um, yeah that
1: was a thing that was like a the thing dodge but dodge yeah. dealers of indiana at 400 was one once
0: probably was but yeah even probably. like the the twitter hashtag it's not going to be the hashtag big machine handsome desert 400 it's going to be the hashtag brickyard 400 yeah, and like no. it's like the same thing if there's ever a sponsor for like the daytona 500 they're not going to call it that they're just going to call it the daytona 500
1: it's the daytona 500 presented by blue emu or something like yeah, that. yeah
0: like if yeah if it's like the brickyard 400 presented by big machine i have no problem with that but when you're calling it the big machine handstand desert 400
1: yikes yikes Yes. Nice. Um. Well. 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 That that should be a lot of fun for this weekend. At least uh, <laughs> we got we got anything else to um, round out the field with. Let me think. I mean, we talked. We we literally just talked about Vargas. Methy is legitimately thinking about going to the Kansas race that they let fans go. And I yeah. don't blame him, especially if Vargas is racing.
0: That's another thing. So okay, a couple.
1: um yeah, you know all the fan dirt stuff, dirt
0: track stuff. So it just got announced that the Knoxville Nationals will be postponed until next year. So basically, they're just canceling it this year. Um, mm-hmm. It's that's unfortunate, especially for dirt track fans. And I'm pretty sure the the Kings Royal at Eldora just got canceled last night until 2021. So yeah, 2020 sucks. We've all we've all been through that. Um, yeah. New Hampshire, however, comma, will have fans at its race on August second. I want to say it's at thirty three percent capacity, so they should have around twenty k there. Nice. Um, which is I don't yeah, know awesome. If that's smart, but I mean, I mean, it's they've been doing good up there with their uh, yeah, I guess. And it's obviously um, they're gonna have no fans in the infield and everything. That's another okay. thing. NASCAR announced yesterday. I don't know if you saw, but the banquet this year in nashville got canceled
1: yeah yeah I, mean, I don't really watch i don't really watch the actual banquet like when they do the no outs, me neither like, but yeah. it's
0: cool to see yeah uh, the, like the pictures and yeah whatnot. it is it is nice um
1: what All else right. should we talk about from this week um i mean I, I saw that natalie decker had gallbladder surgery i don't know if that's news but you know that's why she wasn't racing and then uh, yeah time who was in the 45 this week was it majeski
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and then majeski ate the wall instead of her so was... no she was supposed to be in the 44 i you know i can never tell yeah. which one's supposed to be in those nice cars i just know that like oh, it's, it's a it's a constant carousel i feel like kyle benjamin is going to show mm-hmm. up there too god i i don't I, he's just one of those drivers that like, i thought was really good and just fell off a cliff <laughs> um, all right so oh, i guess around running... uh, oh go ahead Oh wait, out the... what the fuck are we talking about? They announced the choose cone today. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, like, <laughs> I I was looking at the all stars. I was like, oh yeah, just wait. Did they did they officially announce that? I, I think they officially announced it. Almost like I, got...
0: I, swear I No, me. I think it was uh, like a reported thing. I, I think one of the athletic guys. that's not Jeff Gluck. I think it's Jordan Bianchi. Bianchi reported Bianchi's it. Bianchi's been um, on point though. I've never
1: seen him ever. No, before. yeah,
0: it'll it'll happen. I want to say Austin cone. Here we go. Said it like a month ago.
1: All right, Bianchi. 16 hours ago, NASCAR to use choose cone rule for All Star race at Bristol. Sources tell, and then I can't read it because it's out of the Athletic.
0: Yeah, fair. Um, I mean, I've always been in favor of the choose cone just mm-hmm. because it's 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 one. It's like yeah, it's a gimmick thing, but I don't think. But that, this is a gimmick race, <laughs> if any. Not even that. Like I, I'd, I'd be so for it even in normal races because if so, let's say you come off of pit road third place. At least in my head, if you come off a pit road in third, you should have the third best starting position. And if the third best starting position is on the outside line instead of the inside line, I don't see why you should get punished for that. So I'm all in favor of the Choose Cone. Um, And we've seen how all-star races, when they say, oh yeah, it's just an experimental thing, that they end up being
1: our new rules package. So I don't see why the Choose Cone wouldn't be one of those. I mean, maybe certain tracks, I, I saw someone say this and I thought it was ridiculous. certain tracks should have certain rules for how Agreed. they do their restarts. And I totally agree with that. Agreed. Some like, tracks, I don't, you don't, don't think need we, double file restarts. It completely fucks someone over on like a different lane. In certain tracks, you do need double file restarts. Talladega and Daytona, like, you know, stuff like that, that yeah. you can do that. But, like but that. it's like definitely the choose cone. I wouldn't mind seeing that at some short tracks like Martinsville, Bristol, yeah. I don't know if Richmond needs it. Iowa, maybe. I don't know. Like, but yeah, like, definitely
0: would be fine. Short tracks, just road courses. Eldor. Not, Eld- yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> think you need it on... Honestly, at this point, I'd say make it at every track. Even at the super speedways, if it's like... you don't, If there's yeah. no difference between starting fourth and third, still like have
1: it Like you don't need it per se but like it's that one would of those... that would definitely implement way more strategy than you can your brain can handle kevin because you know all those penske cars are just gonna pick wherever they're gonna fucking be able to line up next to each other
0: and i love that i'm i'm okay. so i'm down for more strategy no matter where it can be as long as it doesn't <laughs> take away from like a purity aspect
1: per i se. guess like I, I, I feel like the tracks all choosing themselves what they would like to choose would probably be more of a yeah, better choice. Yeah,
0: give. That's. I think that's a cool thing. Make each track more unique, which I think yeah. is something that's been like lost. Fields. Yeah. Like the something that I feel like's been lost over the last how many ever years. Like I remember like how many ever years ago I was like, oh dude, we're going to Texas. It's cool because they have certain banking and whatnot. Even though it looks the same as Charlotte and whatnot, like. <laughs> But now I think they all kind of get grouped together, which I think is a little bit unfair. But yeah, if you have a choose mm-hmm. cone, it's like, oh, that's a choose contract, track. Oh, cool! I can't wait to see how that plays out. It's something to talk about, and it's something more that people will get invested to—more ratings, more sponsorship, more money, more win wins.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, that's definitely. Besides going to be...
0: that, another huge thing out of motorsports this week, which was something really cool to see, is that the mercedes livery this year will not be mm. a silver arrow it'll be pretty much all black and if you haven't nice. seen that livery yet also shout out to the cicada that just came out in my backyard yeah if you yeah, haven't. that, that, that yeah. motherfucker is loud if, if you haven't seen the uh livery yet for mercedes look it up because it is so much better than that silver arrow they had it looks so cool and it's it's to bring awareness to racism too so it's it's a double-edged sword of goodness because it's mm-hmm. positive, it looks better, and it's that it puts out a good message. And it's just, it's it's awesome. I can't wait to see it um, in Austria this weekend and the rest of the season. And if they do end up having a night race, I know Singapore got canceled, but for Bahrain and Abu Dhabi, if those end under the lights, that'll be super nice to see those under the lights.
1: hmm Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a really nice looking car. I mean, I, that's another thing. The the F one liveries this year, like a lot of them just changed up. I know, mm-hmm. obviously, Alfa Tori. Uh, yeah, Williams. Alfa is probably my.
0: I think Alfa Tori was my favorite until I saw the Mercedes.
1: Yeah. Um. Who else is? Uh. Sw- I said Williams already. I think Haas may have switched up a little bit just because. Oh, and Renault.
0: Yeah. Renault? Well, no, I think Renault's... Renault. They're like they're all black thing. I don't think it's a thing anymore. Oh. Um. Well. But. Would have been confused with the Mercedes now. I don't think. I oh, Haas... was ever
1: confused a Mercedes running an eighth. <laughs>
0: right. I don't think Haas has the rich energy this year, so I think they're going no, back they to their classic Haas livery, which I think looks better if I'm able to.
1: They just kind of did it at the same time Kurt was in the 41 um, regular old Haas car, so I was like. The NASCAR F1. Mm-hmm. Um I don't really have to see much. I also don't see. I just kind of scroll through those subreddit, and it's like I don't really see anything.
0: Yeah, going on there. It wasn't as busy as a newsweek as we had last week, especially because we're recording on a Tuesday rather than rather than a Friday.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Me and Methy were able to try. Well, we still squeezed in twenty minutes of Star Wars so I mean, Yeah, we we, we 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 had our fun there. I'm, I'm trying to see if there's anything on Indie right now. Uh, no, no. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. next week is probably gonna be a longer episode since we're gonna have a bunch of races to talk about again. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, to, uh, we uh, definitely... so yeah, to look, to look forward to next week. Um, that NASCAR
1: schedule should come out soon. Should yeah, we'll um, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. I, I they need to figure they need to finish the twenty twenty schedule first.
0: Yes, uh, that's what, yeah, that's sorry, that was the schedule I was alluding to because it's getting oh, kind of close oh, to that. point. oh, okay, point. okay. I thought you were talking twenty twenty one. Yeah, like as as long as um. Kumo, the governor of New York, approves that thing for Watkins Watkinsland, then everything's pretty much set in, stone, set in stone with the playoffs remaining intact and then Dover and Michigan getting double headers. But besides that, um, maybe a couple changes in Xfinity and Trucks, and then hopefully we'll get some more news about F1 soon with their schedule. Mm-hmm. There, it's like all but confirmed that the weekend after monza is going to be at i think it's Mugello in
1: italy as well. yeah i hope that is announced because i i do love that track on forza I think oh it's yeah a beautiful beautiful yeah. track and that's going to be two long straightaways turning into like fast sweeping hairpins. Yep. so it's yep. gonna be great um yep. all right so um shouts out to stadium scene tv our partners this uh week make sure to check them out um especially if you are a podcaster slash media content maker. They promote your podcast, blogs, uh videos so that you can get more listeners, more followers for whatever sport that you cover. So check out Stadium C TV and make sure to check out their MVP network uh so you can connect with as many fans as possible. Also wanna shout out um our friends over at Geek Geek Podcast. I last week we were talking about Star Wars those are my buddies from college who created their own podcast they actually helped edit our podcast last week so if you're wondering why the intro sounded different that's why um (laughs) yeah definitely give them a listen or a follow um and yeah those those,
0: those. as someone born on star wars day man very partial to everything star
1: wars now apparently so cool yeah yeah definitely check them out they uh they have their own thing that they do, and they, if they only have like eight episodes, and I think they're better at podcasting than we are. So definitely.
0: No, take that back. We're the best there they're ever. <laughs> we're, has the been. Band, we'll be. we're
1: the best band. We're the best band, our podcast ever. Let's get that. Let's, let's get one thing straight. For people who don't work within the sport, we are the best. We'll yep. toot our own horns at that. And anyone who wants to come at us, uh, you know, they can vibe on their YouTube channel if they want. We got, <laughs> we, we're adults. We're on iTunes. <laughs> okay yes. we're on fucking night where are you at with your <laughs> every single youtuber gets canceled ever so congrats dorks <laughs> all right make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at ltl and podcast uh, until next time i've been anthony
0: i've been kevin wear a mask stay safe everyone enjoy your fourth of july weekend have a good one love you bye bye